As I promised, let's go over Joe Biden's trip to Europe this weekend. And Joe Biden is replacing his failed Build Back Better bill with a more expensive Making a Better America bill? Let's go over that because it's kind of insane. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, I can't believe we spent the entire day yesterday talking about Will Smith and Chris Rock and, you know, well, I can believe it because it is kind of important. Um, but there's more news. Will Smith released a apology today, and so he apologized to Chris Rock. This whole thing is probably over. The Academy says they're investigating it, as I told you yesterday, but I doubt they're going to kick out the guy they just gave the Best Actor Award to. So, probably all done. I really don't want to talk about it anymore. I just honestly don't think it's that important. But I do need to get into Joe Biden's trip last week because it was an absolute disaster. So, Joe Biden went to Spain and Poland to try and clean up Kamala Harris's mess. Uh, not only did he not clean it up, he made it worse and uh, may have changed some policy. And then, you know, there are reasons why I like doing some things like this a little later. This is one of them because Joe Biden was asked questions about what he said last week. And <laughs> his response was interesting to say the least and we'll, we'll talk about it so he had about uh, maybe three gaffes three huge gaffes mistakes uh and then he just says things that you just really shouldn't say when you're in the middle of a war against a nuclear power so his first gaffe came on friday during a press conference uh the gal who asked asked him a question about the united states would what the United States and NATO would do if Russia decided to use chemical or biological weapons. Now, the answer should have been nothing. I mean, if, if they use chemical and biological weapons, we're not going to go to war with Russia, or we're just not going to go to war with a nuclear power. That's what it should have been. Or he should have said something vague or come up with some direct line of action that would not lead us to war. But he didn't do that. This is what he said. If chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military response from NATO? It would, re it would trigger a response in kind, whether or not you're asking whether NATO would cross, we'd make that decision at the time. Oops. Now, when he said we would treat Russia in kind, that basically means we're going to respond in probably the same in the same way he just told russia that we're going to use chemical and biological weapons if russia used chemical or biological weapons this is something nobody in nato wants nobody in the united states wants this the white house released a statement later in the day stating that no the united states is not going to use chemical or biological weapons if putin does that's that's not something we're going to do. By the way, I'm going to be saying Joe Biden. They're going to they walk back Joe Biden's statements. I'm going to be saying that quite a bit. You know why? B 
because that's what the White House has been doing throughout his entire trip. Joe Biden then got really angry and started yelling at employees. Uh, the reason he did this is because uh, his sanctions have failed. And people decided to ask him, hey, your sanctions failed. What, how, how do you feel about the sanctions failing or what are you going to do about it or something like that? And he got really kind of annoyed. Uh, listen to him again. Let's get something straight. You remember, if you covered me from the very beginning, I did not say that, in fact, the sanctions would deter him. Sanctions never deter. You keep talking about that. Sanctions never deter. The maintenance of sanctions, the maintenance of sanctions, the increasing the pain and the demonstration why I asked for this NATO meeting today is to be sure that after a month we will sustain what we're doing, not just next month, the following month, but for the remainder of this entire year. That's what will stop him. The single most important thing is for us to stay unified and the world continue to focus on what a brute this guy is and all the innocent people's lives are being lost and ruined and what's going on that's the important thing but look if you're putin and you think that the that europe is going to crack in a month or six weeks or two months why not you, they can take anything for another month but we have to demonstrate the reason i asked for the meeting we have to stay fully totally thoroughly united okay this is just an outright lie I, the, he and the administration, Jen Psaki, everyone has been saying the same thing, that these were meant, these sanctions were meant to deter Putin from entering Ukraine. As a matter of fact, they even, people were even wondering, well, why don't you just implement all of the sanctions if you're meaning to deter Putin? Because the reality is, the sanctions weren't, you. they didn't just throw all the sanctions on Putin in the first place to deter him. He, They thought, they honestly thought the sanctions they threw on Putin would be enough. And him being angry at being asked why his sanctions failed just magnifies his sanctions failed. He's frustrated. And as old men do when they get frustrated, they start screaming. Now, he is right that sanctions typically don't work as a deterrent. He is right, but he should have said that from the get-go. He never said that from the get-go. These were meant to, to stop Putin from invading Ukraine, and these sanctions are meant to get him out of Ukraine. Now, he does something here that I can't stand, and I wish he'd stop doing it. He keeps calling Putin names. He called him, in this case, he called him a brute. This does not do anything to make things better. Okay, he is a brute. He is a tyrant. He is a murderer. He is all of that. But you don't say it. This is something that Trump always got crap for. He's way too friendly with tyrants. Well, he was way too friendly with tyrants, tyrants because you catch more flies with honey than sugar, with the honey than vinegar. And that's what he was trying to do. As much as the media hated the way Trump treated tyrants, the reality is nobody invaded anybody when Trump was president for four years. We had nothing but invasions when Obama was president. We had nothing with, but invasions when Bush was president. And now we've got one invasion and one country, 
taken over in Afghanistan while Biden is president in a year. So that's the whole thing. Calling everybody names is not going to solve this whole problem. And he does it again. That was his second gaffe. And by the way, well, no, they didn't walk this one back because this was uh, about the sanctions. But this stuff, I don't know. He, he just doesn't seem to know what he's doing. He doesn't seem to know what he's saying half the time. He changes, He cha- and we're going to see that again when, when he's asked questions about this particular trip. He seems to, the news media is really having a hard time trying to cover for this guy. So here he is, again, off the cuff, whenever this guy is not, does not have notes in front of him. I mean, today, yesterday, they caught Joe Biden with a cheat sheet in his hand. He, actual answers to questions was in his hand, and someone was caught a glimpse of it because he's too old not even to not even know that something's in his hand that he doesn't want everyone to see. And when he was asked, being asked questions yesterday, he kept looking down at the card. He couldn't even look at someone in the eye at, because to memorize an answer that they're asking, just look at the card and then give the answer. He had to continually look down at the card. Okay, here comes his second major gaffe. Uh, here he is talking to the, Ameri- uh, the, I think it's the 82nd Airborne Battalion in Poland. This is an American. This is an American military. And he told them they were going to see some horrible things in Ukraine when they went. You're going to see when you're there. Some of you have been there. You're going to see. You're going to see women, young people standing, standing in the middle of front of a damn tank. Just saying, I'm not leaving. Again, neither the U.S. nor NATO forces will be going to Ukraine, nor should they. Of course, the White House had to walk this one back, too. I mean, it's one thing you send Kamala Harris over there, and Kamala Harris screws things up, okay? Kamala Harris doesn't make policy. Joe Biden is the president of the United States, and Joe Biden is in charge of foreign policy. Nothing that Kamala Harris did two weeks ago is anything compared to the damage that the president of the United States is doing right now when it comes to Ukraine and Russia and NATO allies. Here's something else he did. And again, this is something that Vlad Putin is going to use as a soundbite because Joe Biden is basically proving everything to uh, the people of Russia that is validating Russia's invasion of this war, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And it might be kind of hard to hear, but I heard this, I was like, oh, God, would you just shut up? You're dealing every day with Vladimir Putin. Look at what he's done to these people. What does it make you think? He's a butcher. He's a butcher. Question for you. What exactly does this accomplish? Why can't Joe Biden just not say anything? It's a bad war. Some, something like that. Does this sound particularly diplomatic to you? All we hear from this administration is how all the diplomatic experience Joe Biden has and how 
Trump had no diplomacy whatsoever, that Trump was no better than an 8th grade bully in a schoolyard. Who sounds like the bully? Trump would have never called him a butcher. Trump would have said, you know, I know the guy, we'll figure this out, blah, blah. He would have used real diplomacy. You may not like the way Trump talked about uh, dictators. I don't like the way he talked about dictators. But the reality is the dictators didn't do anything while Trump was president. And meanwhile, this guy has been calling, he was calling Vlad Putin a murderer during the campaign. What do you think Putin's going to do? He doesn't give a damn about, about Joe Biden. He doesn't give a damn about what Joe Biden thinks because he knows Joe Biden doesn't give a damn about him. So on Saturday, he had the big speech, the big speech in Poland, in Warsaw. And it was a good speech. I mean, it wasn't a terrible speech. It was, it, the, the problem with Joe Biden is that he's just horribly old and really boring to listen to. But the speech was good. It was well-written. Um, but then he, Joe Biden does something that screws the speech up. He goes off the teleprompter. He stops looking at his speech. And again, the third and final gaffe, and probably the biggest gaffe of the trip, if you can believe that, he brings it up right before he closes the speech. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. Now, the speech was like 30 minutes long, 30, 45 minutes long. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't listen to the whole thing. And it was a good speech. He was sentient through the entire speech. But this is the only time that Joe Biden went off script and this is the one time, this is the one thing that came out of the entire speech. He basically, it's like when I say, I really like you, but when I say but, it means ignore everything else. This comment, everyone ignored the entire speech except for this comment and this comment he did not mean. This comment was off the cuff. It was off. It was not written to the speech. Well, the big problem with this is one, the president is making foreign policy decisions or basically making policy without telling anybody. And what he's basically saying in this speech, in this last section of the speech, is that Vladimir Putin cannot remain as president of Russia. And that's what Vladimir Putin... Vladimir Putin is going to use this portion of the speech as a video clip and an audio clip to prove his point to the people because Putin has been saying that the West wants to take over Russia. The West wants to overthrow the government. Well, Joe Biden just said it. So, I don't know. I, I know that, that Joe Biden isn't running things. I, I got that. Well, There's no possible way this guy is running anything. But this, he is a disaster. And he just, he can't go off script for five seconds without screwing it up. It sounds to me that maybe it's time to implement the 25th Amendment and just get him out of office.
I know Kamala Harris. Ugh, not exactly the president you'd want. I got it, but she's incompetent. But at least maybe she she's sentient. She can run things. Maybe she could use some reason. Maybe they can train her or something. Do, do you know how pathetic it is that we we look at these? We look at our politicians right now, the ones that are in charge. I mean, we got Joe Biden, then Kamala Harris, and then Nancy Pelosi. That That is the line of power that we have in the government right now. It's just what an absolute, absolute disaster. Well, like I said, sometimes it's a good thing that I don't finish podcasts. Like, this was supposed to be part of yesterday's podcast. Because Joe Biden was asked about it yesterday was asked about this speech um so it appears that joe biden was unaware that his surrogates were walking things back and spent a fair time cleaning up what he said so leave it to peter Ducey to go in there and question the question the president about this and ask the real questions. And by the way, it wasn't just Peter Ducey. CNN has asked the same question. And apparently this just made Biden angry and he said the same thing. Now, listen to this response that Peter Ducey get uh, that Peter uh, response to Peter Ducey's question. And remember that in this same podcast I had everything that Joe Biden said using Joe Biden's voice. Okay, I, it, there it was. He said it. I've got got it on recording. Listen to his response. It's precious. Thank you. Thank you very much. I know you're going to ask a really nice question. Well, it's it's an important question. No, I think. Are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage, keep getting walked back. What's getting walked back? It made it sound like, just in the last couple days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia, and we know... None of the three occurred. None of the three occurred? None of the three. Mr. President? You, you, You interpret the language that way. I was talking to the troops. We were talking about helping train the troops in that are the the Ukrainian troops that are in Poland. That's what the context. I sat there with those guys for a couple hours. That's what we talked about. So when you said you're going to see when you're there, you were not intending to I was referring to with meeting with and talking with the uh, Ukrainian troops that were in Poland. And when you said a chemical weapon use by Russia would trigger a response in kind, it will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? You've got to be silly. The world wants to know? The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then, then Russia knows the response. Don't believe your lying ears. Never happened. Never happened. And there's, and by the way, his response, that is, it didn't happen. I was talking to the troops about this. I was... Talking about that, I didn't say we were going to do this. He's walking it back himself. I, I, I'm, you know, well, I was going to say I, I, I'm no English major, but I am. But he's walk, he's actually walking it back himself. And by the way, 
Why won't you tell? Why won't you tell Putin what you're gonna do? Why wouldn't you tell him? That seems to be maybe give him some reason to be deterred because so far no one has done anything, and he doesn't think there's any deterrence out there. So I don't understand. What exactly are you going to do? Well, here's the thing: they don't know. That's what it comes down to. Biden looks weak. The West looks weak. The West looks like it doesn't really give a damn about Ukraine. And they probably shouldn't. And I've already given you my opinions about it. So Putin's going to do whatever he wants. He, he could drop a nuke. He could, uh, not a full missile, but he could drop a nuke. He could use chemical and biological. What He's done it before. And what is the United States going to do? What is the West going to do? Probably nothing. But I think this is, this was a, I, I truly believe they need to get this guy out of office. I also believe that this is, that one of the reasons he didn't answer Peter Ducey is because he just doesn't have an answer. He doesn't know how to deal with it. Okay, so speaking of old Joe, uh, he found his pen and is ready to write some policy that will make our lives miserable and uh, probably raise inflation and all sorts of good things. Let's go over a couple of the things that he's doing. The first thing is uh, he announced a budget plan for the fiscal 2023 year on Monday, and he's... And it's going to be about 5.8, okay, get hold on your shorts, trillion dollars. 5.8 trillion with a T. And he swears it's not going to do anything to the deficit. It's going to build back better, build a better America. That's his new thing. Build back better is gone, so now you can't do that one. So, and that was about a $2.8 trillion plan that would have cost around $6 trillion. Now he's just going to introduce a $5.3 trillion plan, and that's going to be called a Build a Better America plan. So it's completely different, completely different bill. It actually is a little bit. All right. So Biden said in the statement, budgets are statements of values. And the budget I'm releasing today sends a clear message that we value fiscal responsibility by making a bill that's $5.8 trillion, more money than has ever been seen in human history. Safety and security at home and around the world, the investments needed to continue our equitable growth, there's a key word there, equitable, and build a better America. Okay, further down in the statement, Biden claimed that the administration was, quote, on track to reduce the federal deficit by more than $1.3 trillion this year, cutting in half the deficit from the last year of the previous administration and delivering... I've got so much to say about this, just just hold, hold your shorts because this is a, an absolutely insane statement. As a matter of fact, I'm going to read it again. On track to reduce a federal deficit by more than $1.3 trillion this year, cutting in half the deficit from the last year of the previous administration, delivering the largest one-year reduction in the deficit in U.S. history. 
and it will ensure that billionaires and corporations pay their fair share. Okay, um, BS. Everything he just said was BS. We're not cutting the deficit by $1.3 trillion. We've spent $6 trillion this year. The deficit has gone up. We uh, Last year, the deficit is not going down. They just signed a $1.5 trillion budget and then added a $1.8 trillion budget. There's no deficit. I mean, that's almost $4 trillion. And then in September, when that $1.8 trillion budget is about to threaten to be shut to shut down the government, they're going to add another $2 trillion. The budget's not, the deficit is not going on. It's not going down. And by the way, this is something that we, we, we need to talk about. I'm, I'm, remember, I've been talking about that Great Reset thing. Yeah, well, this is part of the reason why they think they can just spend left and right. He believes Joe Biden buys and embraces modern monetary theory, modern economic theory. Okay, and no, it's I'm sorry, it is modern monetary theory. And essentially what that theory believes in, it's, it's really simple. It's not really complex. We can spend as much money as we want, and debt doesn't make any difference. One of the reasons our debt doesn't make that much of a job, we could have we could have a hundred trillion dollars, puppies for everybody, spend money, spend, spend, spend. Well, the problem is one inflation, and modern monetary theory doesn't think there is such thing as inflation because all you do is print more money. And, and the problem is then you print more money and then you, but they don't believe that our debt makes any difference because we're the reserve, the reserve currency throughout the world. But then he's having a hard time understanding that, okay, well, China is now, or I'm sorry, Saudi Arabia now is dealing with China to send them oil and they're about to use the yuan. Russia is already dealing with China and they're thinking of using the yuan. And then if a bunch of countries start using the yuan, like the United Arab Emirates, Israel, when dealing with China, suddenly the American dollar is no longer the currency. He has a real hard time understanding this. And yes, if modern uh, monetary theory doesn't make sense to you because you're saying, okay, we just print money and throw it in the economy and we're not going to have inflation and we don't have to worry about our debt. Yeah, no, it, it, it's a tidal wave. It's a mess. And especially if we lose, the dollar ends up not being the reserve currency in the world. Guess what's going to happen? A bunch of countries are going to start sending our dollars back which is just going to raise our inflation again. And this is where you get into places like the Congo and places like Venezuela, where suddenly the dollar's not worth crap and you need to spend a million dollars to buy a loaf of bread. That's where we're heading. And when you look at the, you look at, uh, the Great Reset, and I'm in the I'm reading. That's one of the reasons I keep talking about it. You look at the Great Reset; it's per plan. That's how they do things. That's how they do it. Okay, let's go over this budget proposal. Uh, 
the only reason I brought that up is because this explains why they really don't give a damn about the debt. And of course, there are other questions about um, uh, modern mon monetary theory, like why are we paying taxes if we can just print? We'll get to that. Okay, so it's $813 billion in defense and national security spending. 773 actually goes to the Department of Defense. It also includes an extra billion dollars in funding more aid to Ukraine and 6.9 billion to the European Initiative and NATO uh, defense. Okay, that's not terrible. Then it goes to 30 billion funding of state and local law enforcement. That's going to piss off AOC. Yeah, that's so basically they're going to do work with the police force again. So the left, here's something amazing about this whole thing. No one's thrilled with Joe Biden. Now the left, his base, they're not going to care for him. The right definitely doesn't like him. Independents don't like him because he's just a fool. He's losing everybody. Um, they're not going to give $1.7 billion for firearm trafficking strike, a firearm arms tracking strike force. That's going to be under the, uh, the uh, Department of Justice. They are also talking with the Department of Justice. They're, they're talking about uh, creating projects that will allow the Department of Justice to better analyze hate crimes and violations of voting rights. So you can see right off the bat, okay, yeah, there's, there's first off, the Department of Justice shouldn't get a dime. Um, it gives the health, Department of Health and Human Services 81.7 billion and the CDC another 9.9 billion to prepare for future pandemics. Wow. The CDC, these groups have screwed up the coronavirus, the China virus pandemic from day one, and now you're just going to give them another $100 billion? $3.3 billion is going to go for clean energy projects, $18 billion for climate resilience, whatever the hell that is. And then there's other stuff in there like affordable housing, anti-gun violence programs, manufacturing investments. Here's the thing. Um, I probably gave you not even half of what that bill holds. And there's $5.8 and I think I probably gave you maybe a little over a trillion. I can't imagine what else is in this bill. With the earmarks, with earmarks now being something that people are using... I, I can't imagine what is in that bill. I'm sure there's some LGBTQIXTUWBR. I, I, I'm sure there's something in there for them. It, it's just looking like it's an absolute crap show of a bill. And the first thing you might be asking is, how are you going to pay for it? Well, modern monetary theory says you don't have to pay for it all. You just print the money, right? But no, they still have to balance. They still have to balance the books for the CBO, uh, the Congressional Budget Office. So this is how they're going to do it. Um, it's going to have a billionaire minimum income tax, which is a twenty percent tax out, uh, tax on households making over a hundred million, including both wages and income from unrealized gains. Okay. Elizabeth Warren finally got her crap inside of a bill. Uh, unrealized gains. If you, do you own a house? 
If you own a house, that's an unrealized gain. If you own stocks and you still and you hold the stocks like preferred stocks, I own stocks. That's an if I don't sell those gain, sell that those stocks, that's an unrealized gain. And then I have to pay taxes on that. So if I bought a stock for $10 and it went up for $20, I have to pay it went up to $20, but I don't sell the stock because I think it's going to go up further. That's that $10 gain is unrealized and I have to pay taxes on it, which basically means I have to pay, I have to pay taxes on something I haven't, I don't have, which means I have to sell the stocks to actually pay off taxes. And what's really bizarre, and speaking of which I'm watching, there's Elizabeth Warren talking about this, how great it is. What's really bizarre you don't get a tax deduction if your stock goes down or if your house goes down. So if your house goes down 20%, it's value. They're not going to give you a 20% uh, deduction. If my stock goes from 50 to 20, I don't get a deduction. Why am I paying when I win and I get nothing when I lose? Yeah, this is garbage, Bill. It's not going anywhere, by the way. It's not going anywhere. This bill has no chance of passing. Mansion and cinema will not allow this. It's going to take months, and no. I, I think most Democrats won't, won't vote for this, especially on. Uh, oh, by the way, yeah, they want to raise corporate taxes from twenty-one to twenty-eight percent. I don't understand why Democrats don't under don't get that raising taxes doesn't do anything, especially on corporations and the rich. It really doesn't do anything. And sitting there and keep demonizing the rich by saying that, um, by saying that, oh, they're not paying their fair share. That's crap. We already know it's crap. Why do they keep saying it's not even logical? So, I mean, at least they're saying, well, if the rich only pay 8% taxes. I mean, that's not what they said before. They said they pay no taxes. So at least they're coming more to reality. But Elon Musk just submitted his tax uh, proposal and he paid $5 billion in taxes. So, yeah, I think a lot of the rich folks are going to do one of two things. They're going to pull an Ayn Rand and Atlas Shrugged and they're just going to leave the country. They're going to invest less or they're going to hide their money someplace else. They're going to get away with it. Let's put it to you that way. Uh... So the bill's not going anywhere. No one's going to vote for it. No Republican will vote for this. Even a Mitt, Mitt Romney's not going to purchase this, buy this crap. Um, Cinema and Mansion aren't going to buy this crap. And I think most Democrats are not going to, in an election year, are not going to say, oh yeah, let's raise taxes. But that's not the only thing Joe Biden is doing. Joe Biden, because Europe now has decided to go completely... Uh, to completely end fossil fuel, they need fuel now because they were only getting it from Russia. So Joe Biden has decided that, hey, uh, you know what we'll do? We will pay foreign companies. The United States is going to take tax dollars and give it to foreign companies, our tax money, and give it to foreign companies so they could provide Europe with natural gas. This is what he said on Friday. He said this, this wasn't a statement, he actually said this 
in Europe. Quote, the United States, together with our international partners, I'm so sick of our international partners. I don't give a damn about our international partners. We're going to work to ensure an additional 15, one five, 15 billion cubic meters of liquefied natural gas, LNG, for Europe this year. And as EU works to discontinue buying Russian gases well before 2030, it will also work to ensure additional EU market demands for 50 billion cubic meters of LNG from the United States annually by 2030. And... It's not from the United States. The money to do the research and actually get the gas is going to European countries. Yeah, I, so I'm paying taxes and I'm helping Europe. That's what's happening. We've got a border crisis right now, but my tax money is going to Ukraine to protect their border. We have huge gas hikes in the United States but our tax money is going to Europe to help their tax, their gas rates. Absolutely incredible. And it's amazing. We were energy dependent 16 months ago. We had our own natural... We have more oil than the Middle East does. And we're now just giving all everything to Europe. That's how globalists work. That's how globalists work. United States, we're way too high. We need to be knocked down a couple steps. And by the way, that BS that Biden said, I think it was two weeks ago before he went to Europe, about how the United States, uh, how the United States gas prices in the United States were going to go down. Yeah, my gas prices just went up 20 cents. So, BS. And of course, we're still paying gas taxes for the state. We're still paying federal gas tax. They don't care about regular people. They only care about the rest of the world. How these people continually get elected, I have no idea. Obama did the same thing, but he was more moderate about it. Joe Biden is just jumping off the ship. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. We got to get to Clarence Thomas tomorrow because Clarence Thomas... Well, they're not really talking too much about it, except I I realized they were talking about it on CNN yesterday when I was watching. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, we got to talk about it because this is so stupid. Have a good day. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.